when I'm on the mic, I comes correct. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Since the World Series starting, I wanted to, the World Series is starting. It's going on now, obviously. It might be over by the time we post this, but um, currently it's tied one to one. And um, you know, twenty years ago, thirty years ago, I wouldn't have to tell you because uh, everybody would know. Today, who fucking watches <laughs> goddamn World Series? Somebody's watching it. Yeah, I've been I watching mean, it. I mean, I watch it. I've had it on the radio, but uh, it's just lost its national luster. Yeah, or I, world luster, World yeah, Series. Yeah, I think so. I, I've I actually haven't watched much of either of the first two games. I've just had other stuff going on, but um, I, I think it doesn't help that postseason games are four hours long. It gets a little ridiculous. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I mean, I think that's baseball's glaring problem is whether it's a postseason or regular season fucking games are four hours long yeah i mean that's it's too much longer than a football game with like a hundred commercials right I <laughs> yeah, mean, right exactly yeah. well i i forget who it was but somebody let me check my notes and see if i wrote it down i don't think i did though um Somebody on the Braves, I don't know who it was. Dale Murphy? Or. <laughs> 1982 83 National League MVP Dale Murphy, I think, or 81 82, something like that. Dale the Man Murphy. Dale Murphy. He's prolific. Yeah, one of the best home run hitters to not be in the, National, the Baseball Hall of Fame. Um, let's see, what year did he win? Yep, 82 83 MVP. Um. Yeah, Dale. He was on some really bad Braves teams, but no, that's not who I'm talking about. And actually, now that I think about it, it wasn't an actual Braves player. Yeah, Braves player that said this. I think it was in a Facebook comment. I, I Facebook is like the it greatest. It has to be true then. Uh, Facebook's like the greatest thing ever invented for just getting yourself pissed off. Right, right. Like if you can go and read some comments and just you just want to murder people. Yeah, and I'm like. Um, whatever the topic, yeah, doesn't matter. There's just so many stupid people in the world, <laughs> yeah. and that, that's really what Facebook has done is just shown us how many stupid people there are. But one of the one of the posters commenters said the Braves won it because they wanted it more. Oh, yeah, I hear that, that all the time, right? And it's the biggest fucking crock of shit ever. The Braves wanted it more. The Braves wanted to win more than the Dodgers. No, they didn't. They, they, there's no way they wanted to win more than the Dodgers. No, every professional. Here's our issue: is that we project our own feelings right. uh, to professional athletes. Yeah, we are not as good at anything in life as a professional athlete is at their profession. I don't like. I, I, I mean, have you listened to this podcast? We're well, fucking good at this. <laughs> I stand corrected. I stand corrected. 
But like, this isn't a a beer league softball. Right. It isn't a yeah. backyard pickup game. It's like these and and I don't buy the whole like well they they're getting paid in the millions. They don't care. No, and actually, care. actually the they're competitive. They are trying. They are competitive professional athletes right. who all want to win equally. Right. Now there probably are some guys in it that are like either cashing out, they're at the right. end of their career yeah. or whatever. But as but, a team, as a whole. Yeah. Nobody wants to win more than the other right. team or player. And the fucking one that irritates me he's the first one in and the last one out (laughs) well i've heard that applied to a bunch of players so it means everybody is the first (laughs) one in and everybody's the last one out. right right yeah well my my basic problem with that argument is you know he wanted it more so you're 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 reducing the the advantage to being one of like want or desire and minimizing performance right and the braves won because they played better during those games that's why they won because they played better were they the better team eh, during those games they they were and yeah. that's the only thing that counts yeah so to say that the braves wanted it more it's no. just idiotic there and there's no way that that can be true because although i wasn't if it came down to like who wanted it more? Like mm-hmm. nobody wanted the Cubs to win more than I wanted the Cubs to win when I was a kid. Right. Like the 1987 Cubs would not have finished in last place if it came down to want or desire because I wanted them to be better enough. Right. For the team, for it to actually affect the team. Mm-hmm. That's stupid. Want and desire. It is. I mean, Max Scherzer is somebody who is scary competitive. Right. And I love the story of when he got traded to Los Angeles. Dave Roberts um, (laughs) kept, like, patting him on the back after every inning until, like, Scherzer mumbled, don't fucking touch me. (laughs) Like, (laughs) he's just in the zone in some regular season game. Yeah. He's... He is focused. Right. He wants to win. Yeah. So. Yeah. John Shambi told that story on the radio like three or four times during the <laughs> series. Right. I, John Shambi was the Cubs' new TV guy this year. And I was really excited when he right. when they hired him. Uh-huh. As time went on, I became – I hope he leaves. I can't stand that guy. He's, he's a good national announcer. We talked about this, I think, on our own. How yeah. He's got a great voice, great personality, but but he's he's a national guy, right. and it's not bad. Right, it's just it doesn't fit in with that kind of home home cooking you want. Right, right, and he, I mean, it doesn't it, even at, by the end of the season, it didn't feel like he knew that. Although, I mean, nobody knew the Cubs team at the end of the season right. this year, but still, like it, it according just, to the roster. Brian Kraut was their goddamn shortstop. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, for those of you that don't know, the Cubs used more players this year than any team in the history of Major League Baseball. Like 68 players or 69 yeah. players. 
on a normal in a normal year the roster is is 26 can play at one time so they play they put out almost three <laughs> entire teams this year which is really amazing right um but yeah john john Shambi, i don't know i mean i assume that he'll be back i i assume that he signed like a multi-year de- yeah, deal yeah i think um give it give it a few years i don't i don't really know of any um any announcer who like was great their first year or so yeah like, probably so when len casper came in i was like okay i've heard of him is it's whatever yeah but but i'll tell you what's funny after changing to the radio for the white Sox, yeah. and i mean that's fine i didn't realize how irritating he was like he fucking screamed like yeah i understand announcers scream okay yeah. <laughs> and i i like him still i'm hanging out with him but he really has this annoying home run call and, and it, and it <laughs> yeah. like never dawned on me until i'm like Dude, what the fuck <laughs> is that I, I think part of maybe it's because the White Sox are hitting home runs now and not the Cubs, so you're not as invested in yeah, the, in the home run. Itself. I guess so. But yeah, I like Len Casper. I'll never understand why he would go to, to the radio for the White Sox when leave the Cubs television. That whole idea of like I want to call a World Series and I grew up on radio and right. yeah, you're that's it your, could be. I mean, yeah, you're you're still I mean, it, it <laughs> could be or he saw like. I fucking know what's coming down the pipeline. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. I gotta get the fuck out of here now. Yeah, yeah. I because he was there through some bad years. Yeah, he was. And yeah, I don't know. Maybe he, he was just again. like, no, that was fucking horrible for like five years. I'm really not doing that again. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they they had I I the well we won't make this into an entire baseball yeah. show, but um. I, I I just said something. I don't know what it was. Something about having enough or something. But it occurred to me Whoa, the other I day. I thought we weren't going to tell people. <laughs> it occurred to me the other day that I'm starting to identify every day that every day older, every day that goes by. I'm starting to identify with Michael Douglas from falling down more oh, and yeah. more. <laughs> like yeah. just like the tiny irritations in life mm-hmm. are just like really just driving me crazy yeah either falling down or like wrecks the 90 year old old man down the road when he's in his lawn chair outside and he's like get off my fucking lawn right do you know many guys named Rex? I don't know, but it's the first like old man fucking name that popped into my head. You think of Rex as an old man name? I don't know. I just hey, I mean Rex has to be angry. Yeah, I guess so. I, the only Rex that I think I've ever heard of is Rex Chapman, who was a basketball player for the Hornets back in the nineties. Right. I don't. There's. I don't know. There's got to be another Rex out there somewhere. But T-Rex. My, yeah, T-Rex. But like Michael Douglas in Falling Down, like the the way that he just gets irritated. I mean, he he's obviously a madman and he and he snaps and he's mm-hmm. not, you know, he's not a good person, but he it's like a good person gone bad essentially is what he is. Right. You know, and 
and he's just letting his frustration at the fact that not everybody else is good, like, mm-hmm. eventually breaks him. Or can we look at the other side of it? Because the gist of the movie is that he really was an asshole because his wife left him and he's trying to trying to get to his fucking kid's birthday party but the like wife is like you're get out of here oh is that right i yeah. have, i haven't even seen so, i haven't seen the movie in like 20 years go so back and remember. watch it and at the end i mean that's what you find out is he's always been he's always been an asshole possibly, possibly. well like the wife left him because like they they insinuate that he's been having some some issues for a long time some okay. anger yeah so is it because he's just an asshole or all of these things just just piled up because he, he's your quintessential average person who punches in and punches out yeah commutes takes shit and keeps pushing it down, pushing it down. Yeah. So, who do you sympathize? He, he's kind of a, a kind of a split personality because mm-hmm. I think on one side, you know, if you m- met him, you know, you would probably think that he's an asshole because of how he treats his family. Right. But if you like, because we see him like going off on the whammy burger people and the fucking (laughs) like gangland people it's like oh fuck yeah man this guy's fucking cool but is he right right yeah yeah i mean the the other thing about feeling that way is that i'm i'm not at the point now where i don't realize that I'm just being an idiot by getting that worked up about some of this stuff. Right. Because, like, I'll be in, I'll be infuriated by something. And then, like, ten seconds later, I'm like, calm the fuck down. Who the fuck cares? Relax. And that's, right. that's, like, my general disposition about almost probably too many things is who the fuck cares. Right. And so when I, when I do get angry about something, it... It doesn't take me very long to get back to like who cares, right. you know. Um, but yeah, I'll I'll go back and check it out and see see what I'm forgetting. I I've watched that. Um, so I'm addicted to stupid Facebook videos and shit. <laughs> like we've talked about how like I I cannot get enough car crash videos. Right. There's nothing better than just. Car crash. Well, actually, the only thing other better than car crash videos are like people doing stupid shit on the job. Like usually, it's like construction people that'll like fall off a ladder or something. You're like people driving a crane, not not a crane, but like some kind of heavy equipment or something, and like tipping over the equipment. Like, I, I can watch that stuff all goddamn day. It's so good. I was um, working home therapy uh, a couple years ago, and I was driving through Valpo, I think, and in kind of um, in the like rural type area. And there was this um, 
this large house on a hill with a large windy driveway and I was driving by and this Amazon driver tried this is what I gathered through the three second drive-by I did because it didn't take much (laughs) I think he tried backing out out of the driveway and he like went off the fucking driveway and the like Amazon truck was it was vertical on this like hill it wasn't like tip it was at that point where um it was so blocked it couldn't like go any like more vertical it wasn't right. going to tip over but i mean he was it was yeah i, I just wonder like how the hell like how do you call your boss and say <laughs> right oh, okay man i got a problem yeah these these packages are gonna be delayed because <laughs> i drove off of a driveway and the car is like on the b- back now it's on the yeah. rear end Pointing skywards. Well, next time I want you to get your phone out and record that right. so I can see I will. it. I, I need that on, on Facebook or something for sure. Um, one of the videos that I, that's been coming up quite a bit is that these two guys are at a, they're mechanics in, in, in a garage and they have the car lifted up on a lift, but they also have like a floor jack that they're trying to like jack up the car that's already on the lift for some reason mm-hmm. to like get a better angle or something. And then they go, they're fine. And then they do it like a couple more times and it's pushed the back up just a little bit too much to throw off the center of gravity of the truck. And it just flips over like the hood, like front ways off of the lift, like off, like eight feet down, like it's just, and it kind of like flips over. And I replay that thing every time I see it. It's so good. So anyway, if you have any good um, Facebook video, YouTube video recommendations, send them to me. I want to see them. Uh, okay, I was I was driving around the other day. I can't remember where I was, but it occurred to me you can always tell which buildings used to be White Hen. Um, I get Yeah, I mean, they're brown right i mean i don't even know what it is do they have the like even if they've been painted do they have the hen remnants sometimes they have like the oval like sign still over the over the door well the like most hardcore one was uh in crown point on uh, oh yeah on main like just north of the square yeah that was always white hen yeah and then they called it the hen the hen <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like okay how do we make this thing really badass <laughs> let's call it the hen the hen so does white hen exist anymore and i don't think so let's look it up why is it called white hen pantry well the pantry part here white hen pantry was a Lombard, Illinois-based chain of 261 franchise-owned stores located in and around Detroit. See, this is a this is a defunct in 2013, acquired by 7-Eleven, but located in in and around Detroit, 
Boston and southern New Hampshire, southern Wisconsin, northwest Indiana, and central Illinois. So Detroit and Boston, and then southern Wisconsin and northwest Indiana, that in central Illinois, like how they're not, there's not even like, they're not even connected. There's not even like a, a white hen alley across the, right. across the country. They're just a bunch of randomly placed, I don't know. But yeah, my, my grandma who lived in New York, when she would come visit us, when we lived in Springfield, Illinois, and, um, and white hen was around, she would call it Henny Penny. <laughs> I don't I don't know why but she and she loved it she like I don't it's not like they didn't have convenience stores in New York but right um yeah white hen pantry it, they're I mean they're just telltale buildings yeah although that one on Willow Creek and Lute in Portage the southeast corner of Willow Creek and Lute it's now like a rehab center or something like a uh like a uh physical therapy center i'm just trying to process southeast <laughs> for people that know me i get lost cardinal directions are really not good but i am so southeast oh yes here i'll pull it up on kind Google of like by where the shoops is a little bit right? yeah right right next okay to shoops. Right. yeah so now hey, yeah i got that right yeah there you go and like you can't tell that that really used to be right. uh, a white hen, but it was because. But they've done so much yeah. work on it. But um, like this one just down the street from me on on Kennedy in Highland, um, I'm gonna pull this up, and you can tell that this used to be a white hen. And I wonder if I can. Here, I'm going to give you guys an address that you can look at <laughs> if you want to see an old white hen as if you've never seen an old white hen before. But and it's a liquor club, or not a liquor club, a liquor store now. <laughs> I was reading something else on the map. <laughs> a liquor club, also known as like what, a bar? <laughs> um, uh, I don't know, I can't find it. It must be up here more. But yeah, they, they definitely have um, a look. Yeah, it's past Brewfest. Um, yeah. So what else would have a look? I, and I, I don't know. I guess that, well, like an old, old Pizza Hut. Pizza Huts. Pizza Huts have McDonald's. A yeah. But McDonald's. like how many McDonald's have gone under? But see, like you can just tell that this used to be oh, is, a yeah. white hen. I've been in there. Yeah. Town and Country Liquors. I don't know uh, if it ever ever uh, occurred to me. Uh, 8244 Kennedy Avenue in Highland, Indiana. That for sure was a white hen. Although... Yeah, okay, because that one in Crown Point was part of a strip mall too, right? Yeah. It was, so they weren't all standalone. Okay, right. that was my hesitation is that maybe it was standalone. But yeah, 82 here. I wonder if we Google 8244 Kennedy and White Hen if, <laughs> if we get any. Uh, nah, it doesn't come up. But yeah, White Hen, uh, Pizza Hut's for sure. There's an old... Um, on Ridge Road in Munster, there's a 
Wendy's, an old Wendy's that's now a Mexican place. Casa del Mar, I think. Okay. In Munster. In Munster. Like with the outside patio? That on was the a, south side of the street. Yeah, yeah, that's a Wendy's. That was a Wendy's? That's an old Wendy's, yeah. Oh. So I don't know. I mean, there's some architecture that it, you know, right. that it stands out. So I don't know. It uh it's interesting to me. And especially the the white hen thing because they well i was going to say they're all over the place but apparently they were just in detroit boston northwest indiana and, and southern wisconsin um all right let's see what else do we have to talk about here did i can't remember if we talked about this on the last one or not but is there a hierarchy of sandwiches what well, like what? Like, like a height, like what's your f- favorite sandwich? Not even, like, not even just your favorite. Maybe like favorite, but like, like if the whole idea of a sandwich. <laughs> this is getting, but like the whole idea of a sandwich, like a peanut butter and jelly, is a sandwich. Right. But like a Reuben or a roast beef or something is a sandwich too. Mm-hmm. And they're, but they're two completely different things. Right. But like, like a pizza is a pizza. No matter what you put on it, it's roughly the same. It's going to taste roughly the same. The toppings are a little different. But the bread and the sauce and the cheese are basically what a pizza is. And then the toppings, whatever. But like a sandwich, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich is entirely different from a roast beef sandwich or a ham and cheese sandwich. Right. So it's versatile. <laughs> the sandwich is well, yeah. So what's your what? So I I'm I've gone now more than two years without a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, mm-hmm. which is revolutionary for me because like when I stopped eating them. Like sixty three percent of my body was peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Like I just ate them all the time. So if you're eating like peanut butter and jelly is like an everyman sandwich. Yeah. Everybody eats peanut butter and jelly, but like roast beef, ham and cheese, like those are higher sandwiches. Those are. <laughs> Well, yeah, Bougie and like sandwiches. heroes and Monte Cristos and like yeah, I mean it's what all the fuck's a Monte Cristo. I've heard of it, but yeah. I don't know what it is. Cubans, uh, uh, my, what's on a Monte Cristo? Uh, I can't remember from your days. No, your, your, uh, fancy grilled ham and cheese on the inside and French toast on the outside. All right, there you go. French toast, right? Like actual French toast? No, I don't. No, I, I. It's toasted. I think. I don't know. This one shows French toast. See this Monte Cristo raspberry jam, sliced ham, provolone, and white bread. Well, that yeah. I mean, I don't. That's like really fancy. <laughs> but the sandwich. I mean, it's you know you can make anything you want to a sandwich. Yeah, that's the beauty of it. Like, yeah, that's true. And, like, Thanksgiving's coming up. And mm-hmm. that's, like, 
turkey sandwich afterwards <laughs> with a little mustard. I'm so. Two of my favorites ever are the leftover turkey on rye, mayonnaise, and kosher salt spread all over yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, I'm down with that. Okay, and my like, uh, my meal that I request before the gas chamber <laughs> is going to be salami on rye. Mayonnaise, Swiss cheese, alfalfa, pickles. Okay. I'm on board. That is, for me, like the sandwich. I do like others better, actually, but that to me is perfection, I think. I think we underutilize alfalfa. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't... I remember that was a big staple in my house growing up. Was it? Yes. Alfalfa with um, cold noodles, alfalfa and salads, alfalfa and sandwiches. And then um, I don't really see it often anymore. No. I mean, I maybe I'm not l- looking in the right places. Um, um, I have seen it periodically and i look at it and i'm like i'm not eating that shit i i buy it at Meyer sometimes but the problem that i find is frequently when i go to buy it it's because it's not selling a lot it's old and gross looking right that's what i was referencing you were saying, i just yeah. didn't want to say say Meyer, but yeah <laughs> I, like yeah. i'll go in there i'm like I'm not eating that no no yeah. and and I, I want it fresh, mm-hmm. but I mean, it has such a nice crunch, especially yeah. like on a sandwich. Cause you just, you bite into it. And even uh, if you know it's there, you're not expecting like the great crunch that alfalfa right. has. It's right. So yeah. Good. I mean, it's a good texture thing. It's yeah. Yeah. It's excellent. Yeah. Especially with, <laughs> with some kind of meat with it or something, some kind of cold meat or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Well, yeah. I mean, right. you don't want it with like peanut butter and jelly. Well, so maybe you do. Have you ever tried it? No, and and actually, people might think, "Oh, dude, that's fucking gross." That is the beauty of a sandwich. Is right, you can put anything together, whatever you want it to be. Right. Yes. Well, I mean, we talked on an earlier episode. You you more later uh, uh, devotees would will remember that we talked more than a year ago about. Uh, me eating radish and butter sandwiches. Yeah. Radish and radishes, <clears throat> butter, and a little bit of salt. And it's fucking delicious. But I went through a phase where I was doing peanut butter and pickles, mm-hmm. which is good, and peanut butter and jelly and cheese, which I remember us, right. Mr. Han in sixth grade was a, was a fan of peanut butter and jelly and cheese. But like you can get all sorts of crazy... Some people do crazy shit with mayo. I don't. I don't think I even have mayo in my fridge. I don't usually buy mayo, but mayonnaise is good. It is, but yeah. I mean, it's like one of those because you're fat. It, I love you fat. and your fat. Yeah. I love skimming off the top of the yeah. chili. But like the like mayonnaise, it's funny. Like while I love it so much, there there is you can't have too much mayonnaise. Oh yeah, like uh, it's yeah. easy to go overboard, and 
no, you uh, you, you have to find that fine line. Right. Yeah. But mayonnaise and french fries is so good i don't think i've had that so it's like you know i I think it's like a european thing i was gonna i was thinking canadian like if you if you mix mayonnaise and ketchup for some reason i have in my mind that that's something canadian but i don't know but like mayonnaise and fries i put a bunch of pepper in the mayonnaise Mm. Oh god, it's so good. There's not enough fat in fries. So you're right. like, I'm gonna, I mean, I'm gonna yeah, I, mean I want my eggs. <laughs> Speaking of Canada, my daughter, for like quite a while now, probably like a year now, whenever somebody mentions Canada, she, she says that doesn't exist. Canada doesn't Canada, exist. Canada doesn't exist. She, like she knows it exists. Right, right. But it's such an like ongoing thing. She's like, Canada, Canada's not real. <laughs> and like we were talking a couple weeks ago and she was like, well, you know, if in Canada, if it was real. And then she just went on and started saying whatever. But speaking of that, have you heard of the birds are not real movement? No. I don't know if this is a real thing or not, but I read about it and like there are, I think it's kind of in jest, but I'm not sure. And around campus, I'm back at work now three days a week, boo. Um, People are putting up birds are not real stickers on white poles and stuff. This isn't some like... I'm not sure. EDM band. <laughs> no, I'm not. Okay. EDM. Boom, 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 boom. No, this isn't. Um, it, and the stickers are made to mimic the look of the Bernie Sanders campaign stickers. So okay. instead of like Bernie, it says birds are not real. Okay. And I even, they, at one point, they even um, posted flyers for a birds are not real meeting. And so the idea behind birds are not real is that birds are actually <laughs> robots placed by the government to spy on us. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so this is going they back have to, to be kidding. Right? They, they have to be kidding. Like there's no way that people can actually believe this because if they actually do believe right. it, then we're even more dumb than I think. And I, I have, I think America as a whole is a pretty fucking stupid country. Right. But we're even more dumb than I thought. Right. If this is what we think, if, if people are actually buying into the birds are not real thing, you're so you have to do the more later Chuck Gowdy. <laughs> you have got to go to one of the meetings. One of the meetings. Yeah. Or only we go to one of the meetings. Maybe we can sneak in a microphone and the next episode can be, you know, the birds are not real expose. (laughs) That's, yeah. I mean, if birds are not real, what the fuck are we eating on Thanksgiving? Right. Like, what's in my backyard? (laughs) Right. And, and like, birds are... (laughs) Birds like alligators are just... Fucking goddamn dinosaurs. Right, they're just dinosaurs. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's exactly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of 
birds that aren't really birds, bats, which are mammals. See, I'm not a dumb American. Hey, there we go. <laughs> I, so I've been watching a horror movie every day. And yes, I've been keeping up with it. Oh, have you uh, seen yeah, my Facebook uh-huh, post uh, on I, it? Yeah, uh, um, I, I <laughs> obviously I don't. Yeah, you're not usually on Facebook, but certain things I will go on there for in your your reviews. Yeah, because you talked about this this idea to me. I. Well, I've been going on there. Yeah. And I've been reading them. I don't fucking comment, but I'm like, holy shit, he is keeping up with it. <laughs> he's watching like a movie every day and he's hitting some classics. Yeah. And giving us some like honest, honest feedback. And you no, know, I've watched, when I was watching movies, I've watched a majority of the ones you've yeah. seen. And you no, know, I kind of agree with yeah. almost all of your reviews really so i i was watch i watched um dracula the other night from mm-hmm. 1931 or 33 bella lugosi yeah bella lugosi and the um the bats in it <laughs> <laughs> are, are very clearly right just like puppets Right. That somebody is just moving strings up and right, down right. to make them quote fly, and if you watch it, like it's 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 so rudimentary that it's it's just fantastic. But um, and it, like I said, bats aren't birds. But um, I so I watched uh, I watched that movie the other night, and I finished it kind of late, and then I just went to bed. Mm-hmm. And usually, like I watch the movie, and then I write. The review of it or whatever and i went to bed and i was sleeping and then i like woke up from sleep and i was like shit i didn't write about a movie today so i got my phone and i wrote the the review of dracula at like midnight and i woke up the next morning it made no sense at all the only thing the first sentence made sense and then after that it was like three sentences of gibberish and i was like what the fuck did i do like i i had to have been literally half asleep when i wrote it because it i just i was i couldn't even clean it up to make it seem like it made sense so i was just like you just have to totally redo this and i just it's not that long it's only a few sentences long but i i just read it and i was like i hope I hope nobody saw this because they're going to think that I was having like some kind of breakdown or something. They're like, Dracula was attacking me or something. Yeah. Yeah. It was not good. So, so will you do this for Christmas movies? I was thinking about that because you and I have talked about Christmas movies before. I I might. I might. So, my idea this time was that I would do any horror slash Halloween movie with the idea that like the Halloween movies I would watch with my kids like family Halloween movies but like like it's a family Halloween like Frankenweenie or Nightmare Before Christmas or Hubie Halloween which I know you're kind of iffy on Adam Sandler sometimes yeah but Hubie Halloween is a Halloween movie that was released on Netflix last year that Adam Sandler did watch it if you haven't, if you guys haven't seen Hubie Halloween, watch it. It's a fantastic movie. So funny and so just like over the top. 
and he's like doing the idiotic Adam Sandler things, but it, it's it it's not as I love it then. It, it's not as right. like grating as right. like some okay. of the other movies are, but um. So every time I've wanted to watch like a family movie with the kids that we can't agree on what to watch. So, I mean, a couple of weeks ago we were going to watch one and we were going back and forth and we spent like 45 minutes trying to figure out what movie to watch. Mm-hmm. And then Brian, my son pulled up, he had his phone out and he started watching his old YouTube videos. So we watched like 90 <laughs> minutes of his old YouTube videos instead. <laughs> and then I would just watch the movie after they went to sleep. Have you um, done evil dead yet? No, I haven't. That's a good one. Evil okay, Dead. Evil right. Dead. Okay, yeah. I didn't th- uh, think you had. So. Yeah, I'll, I, I want to do Evil Squeeze Dead. Squeeze that in. I still want to do Hereditary. Um, and I still wanted... There was one other one. What was the other one? The Paranormal Activity. Paranormal Activity, activity yeah. I'd like to... I don't think I'm going to get to all of them. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm running out of time. I didn't do one today, so I don't think there's going to be one for the 28th. Um, and then I think I missed like the 16th or something. But other than that, I've had one every day. And I've liked them all. I saw, I didn't really like it all. Saw just yeah, annoyed the shit out ripped of me. Out. I haven't seen it. I ever. liked it when it first came out, but the... What is the, like, the guy's name? The, like, killer? Jigsaw. Jigsaw. Yeah, yeah Jigsaw. jigsaw. It just it just felt like the entire movie existed for to come up with ways to kill people. Right. And that that was this that was why the movie existed was just so these writers could come up with ways to kill people. And like it was just everything was just too herky jerky and too like like I like a good twist at the end or whatever, but it was just like twist after twist and like, yeah, I don't Carrie Elways cuts his foot off, right? Yeah, at the end he okay. cuts his foot off. Yeah. Then what happens? Then um, he kills the other guy in there, or he shoots the other guy in the room, and then the guy who you think is the killer throughout the movie comes into the room, and they end up killing him. And then it, the ending is that the guy who's dead in the middle of the room the whole time that you think is dead in the is the actual killer. And so it's just like, whatever. Like you, you're just fucking annoying. Like, just does Carrie always live? That's unclear. Probably not. I mean, he cuts off his foot, and then he says, "I gotta go get help." So he's crawling out of the room, and then Jigsaw closes the door. So like, okay. it, you can think that he lives, but if you buy into the the story of the movie. He's probably 30 feet outside the door and Jigsaw can just go kill him. Right. Or, you know, I don't know, pull his femur out of the bottom of his leg or something. Right, right. But, um, yeah. I. But, the and the thing that, and maybe this is, apparently I didn't like the first Saw movie enough to watch the six after it because I didn't watch any of the other ones. But, like, so maybe this is rectified. But my question is, this guy, this killer is doing all of this because he's dying of cancer or whatever, or brain tumor or whatever, right. but he's got enough time to make six more fucking movies? Well, or is I, it just somebody else, like a copycat? No, I mean, something? it's I don't know. miracle of modern medicine. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I mean, maybe he fucking went to the USC or Rush. <laughs> got, got some laser treatment. Got some hardcore radiation <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for the Christmas movies, I'll, I'll have to uh, I'll have to get your feedback. Your I'll, I'll have to your your vast Christmas movie knowledge. I, I will might tap into that. And I see. will. I like have talked on here how how I don't watch movies, but from like Thanksgiving until New Year's, yeah. I actually watch a shit ton of movies. Yeah. They're all well, Christmas. If movies. you want to hear Brian talk about movies, go back to episode one of More Later, and we talk about <laughs> Hallmark movies and Candace Cameron and all of that good stuff. And it's almost that season coming up. But so this is a good conversation to have: is what is a Christmas movie? Yeah, and so like Die Hard is always the classic example. I always like I I talk about that in jest. Uh-huh. I think um, because. There are even some quote unquote Christmas Christmas movies that aren't Christmas movies, like right. White Christmas, not a fucking Christmas movie. Like Bing Crosby sings it once, but the rest of the movie, it's no goddamn Christmas shit happening. Oh really? Okay. The Bells of St. Louis or whatever. They're talking about all the other goddamn seasons yeah and like christmas is a small fucking part okay so i hear bing crosby's a fucking asshole anyway so maybe i'm not gonna watch white christmas i don't know i mean it's one of those uh separate the yeah from the the artist i'm sure okay beethoven was probably not a likable guy (laughs) yeah so but a musical genius yeah okay um, i'll I'll yeah so (laughs) i think it's funny like personally i will watch um like what does a christmas movie like have to have like santa right in it does it have to have this whole whole like spirit of christmas in it right that's up for debate but i watch like i think die hard is a christmas movie because it happens at christmas and there's a lot of christmas undertones right yeah lethal weapon christmas movie okay like i mean i'm gonna watch lethal weapon i've been i mean at the end riggs gives murtaugh's daughter a bullet to give to murtaugh as a christmas gift oh okay okay i mean he fucking yeah i guess i don't Um, have to watch it now since you ruined the fucking ending hey man the spoiler (laughs) alert thing is over that fucker came out in 86 i think um gremlins Christmas movie. Yeah. Totally. So, I, yeah, I mean, he, uh, if you think it's a, like Invasion USA, Christmas <laughs> movie. Now, it happens in Miami, but it's Christmas. It's, there's fucking decorations everywhere. So, so yeah, I mean, I mean, if there's a hint of Christmas, if it happens at Christmas and no, it's, no, that's your thing? Sure. Yeah. All right, I'm going to do my um, always the warning that I give whenever Gremlins comes up is Gremlins, you think you want to show it to your little kids. You don't want to show Gremlins to your little kids. Not because it's scary, but because it, there's a thing in there that will ruin their childhood and they'll remember for the rest of their life. So oh, yeah. do some research on Gremlins about why you shouldn't show it to, to little kids. But older kids, go ahead. It's, it's a great movie. So here's... Here's, um, for me, personally, 
two Christmas movies that just because I watched them around Christmas and it resonates with my childhood Mm -hmm. there to me i watched them at christmas time ghostbusters okay because i saw it on christmas eve one year okay and and it just had like these kind of like happy memories right and stripes because i watched it about a week before christmas and i remember watching it with my dad and the yeah. christmas trees up right laughing yeah. so i want yeah to me yeah that are, makes sense christmas movies. that makes sense yeah both bill murray i i've yeah. only seen stripes like once or twice but it's so good it's it's so good and i remember so i think it came out in 81 82 yeah that's right and i watched it it was like 90 91 10 years later yeah and to me, then it looks so old. I was like, right. it's like, <laughs> yeah. like the fucking uh, like grainy f- film, like right. the yeah. cinematography wasn't all that. But it was so funny. Yeah, I thought it was great, and I think it still holds up. Harold Ramis is just a fucking yeah. genius. Yeah, yeah, and and I John Candy's in it. Judge Reinhold. Judge Reinhold. Um, the actor in Mo Money with Damon Wayans. Damon Wayans. Damon Wayans is in Stripes. No, the the like, um, Damon Wayans' boss is. Oh, in okay. It. Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, that. yeah. I don't. Mo Money. I don't know what the fuck. God, guy's that's name a, When is. was the last time you watched Mo Money? Probably ninety four. I was going mean, to say <laughs> it's been a long time. We used to love that movie. Mm-hmm. Mo Money with Damon Wayans. Marlon Wayans is in it too, I yeah. think, right? And Stacy Dash. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was obsessed with Stacy Dash. Stacy Dash with those eyes. Yeah, she's. Great eyes. She's lost her luster since then, that's for no, sure. No, I haven't seen her. She's she's hardcore um, Trump supporter. Oh. oh. So. Yeah, that'll. That'll ruin your luster. That'll do it. Sorry, yeah, Stacy yeah. Dash. That'll do it. Um. So, I was watching, we watched some Christmas movies last year, me and the kids, and we had the debate about what makes a Christmas movie, and you haven't seen The Apartment, have you? It won, it, no. from 1960, so like, best picture in 1960 or 1961, Jack Lemmon, Shirley MacLaine, and it's it when I was looking at lists last year, I saw it years ago and I loved it. And we watched it again last year, and the kids really liked it, and I liked it again. But um, and it's on the list of like it's on li- different lists of good Christmas movies. But it's they, I mean, there's a Christmas party in the movie, and it takes place mostly during the winter. But it's not really a I mean, Christmas right. isn't really a character in the movie. You, you could. So Ben, my son, his his um, his rationale for whether it's a Christmas movie is: can that movie take place at any other time of the year and be the same movie? And he says that if it can, then it's not a Christmas movie. I don't think I agree with that because, like, it's not it's a not bad, bad logic. It's I mean, not bad, but I because think a few you no know, of those debatable movies, right? 
fall into that category. Right. Because even like like Die Hard, it could take place any time. Right. It's a Christmas, it's a Christmas party going on, right? Right. That's and, what brings them out. Right. And and like the the one guy gets shot wearing a Santa right. costume, right? I think. Well, no, he he. Um, or no, it says he. Uh, he writes on um, ho 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 or something. Now, now I have a machine gun. Ho ho. ho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, you're not going to say if, if if he writes ho 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 in in May, right. it's not, it's not going to be yeah. the same. So there would have to be some changes there. But um, yeah, it's an interesting idea, and I I I think I might try to um, try to watch. Watch a movie, a Christmas movie a day. The bigger challenge, and I thought of this as soon as I started doing the Halloween thing, is to try to watch a Thanksgiving movie per day in in November because there's just not many Thanksgiving movies. What Thanksgiving movies are there? There's I I went to the movie theater with my sister Kristen in like 1994, five, six, something, and watched. A movie with Holly Hunter called Home for the Holidays. Okay. And that's a Thanksgiving okay. movie. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Yeah. Thanksgiving but, movie. So uh, Emily and her family used to watch that every year. Yeah. And I never saw it until like 10 years ago. I really? watched wow. it with them. I will never watch that movie ever again. Why? Not... Because it's not good. It's a very good movie. Uh-huh. It's hilarious. It's like John Candy has nobody, and that's why he's like really extending all the all the shit that's happening. Like he's nobody to go home to. Right. That's fucking depressing. It's it's hor- It's horrifically sad. And and, and yeah. that's what like m- makes it a great movie. That you don't have to watch it again. Like, like I'm not watching goddamn Titanic over and over and over. <laughs> like, it's a good fucking movie, but it's like, also three hours long, though. Right, but I, there's just like something to that. That's, I mean, he yes, Steve Martin lets him hang out. Yeah, but, but the day after get, but the day after on Black Friday. Like, he still has a fucking home by himself. So, right. I mean, it, like, never yeah. ends. Right. So, it's like, yeah, it's a good movie, but it's like... No, I'm not really moved often by movies. There's a handful that yeah. fucking move me. That, like, move me, but, yeah. but in a, like, in a real, way. realistic, depressing <laughs> way. Yeah. So, I'm like, eh, I'm I, I, I can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you talk about watching Stripes with your dad a week before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I have a memory of watching Planes, Trains, and Automobiles around Thanksgiving in probably 1988 um, in in New York with my grandparents when okay. we went there to visit for Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's like- and, like, Planes, Trains, Automobiles, we, like, everybody sat down and watched it, like, right. on a VHS. and. Mm-hmm. I've seen it so many times since then, right. and, it, and I, I haven't seen it for a few years. But we'll definitely, right. we'll definitely watch it this year. What other uh, Meet the Parents is that Thanksgiving? Somebody said that it was. I haven't is seen it? that in okay. so many years. Yeah, um, I, I, there's a huge dinner, and and I can't remember. That was a funny ass movie. So yeah, um, 
I think there was some kind of some Vince Vaughn movie where he goes, or is it Ben Affleck? The hell's the name? And I'm not even sure that's a Thanksgiving movie. It might be, um, it might be a Christmas movie. Let's see. Let me look this up. Ben Affleck Thanksgiving movie. Um, yeah, that's not. It must be a Christmas movie. Survive, yeah. Surviving Christmas. It's a Christmas. Okay. Movie. It's not a surviving Thanksgiving. Um, yeah. So, I mean, there there have to be others, but Turkey Hollow. <laughs> okay. What other Friendsgiving? I'll, That's a Netflix. Okay, so, yeah, so I'll Hollow. tell you what is a Thanksgiving giving movie to me because we watched it the Wednesday before Thanksgiving um, I don't know like in 96 or 95 or either late high school or early college Money Train and there is no Thanksgiving to it but because we watch it that, that Night. Did we I watch just, it late at night? Yeah, we went to a late showing. Nineteen ninety-five. Yeah. yeah, Wesley Snipes, Woody Harrelson, and Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, Money Train. Yeah, I saw. Um, I saw a uh, when I was looking for <laughs> for uh, for movies to watch. One of the movies that came up was Midnight Meat Train. Um, <laughs> that's Bradley Cooper, it is right? Bra- yeah. yeah. But, like, we didn't know. It was before he was a star. Yeah. And, like, Midnight, Midnight Meat, Meat Train. Train. Yeah. It was, I, which, it's still, I can't believe that somebody agreed to name a movie Midnight Meat Train. Here's some movies. Thanksgiving movies according to... Rotten Tomatoes. Um, Jim Henson's Turkey Hollow. I mean, and I mean that's got to be just obvious because it's called Turkey Hollow. <laughs> the War at Home with Kathy Bates, Martin Sheen, Emilio Estevez. It's a lot of people. Yeah. But, I mean, it's about a Vietnam vet. That's <laughs> doesn't sound. Doesn't sound very uplifting. Um, the m- myth of fingerprints, nineteen ninety-seven. Blythe Danner. Um, uh, it's a weekend at a parent's house. The House of Yes, with a. Uh, Parker Posey, Josh Hamilton, Freddie Prince Jr. in '97. Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah. Um, Alice's Restaurant. Oh man. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm not gonna read all of them, but they're yeah. I don't know. I think like these probably take place at Thanksgiving. So technically, maybe they're not really Thanksgiving. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean... Scent of a woman is... Oh, because they're... Yeah, because... Oh, man, that's such a good movie. I should go back and watch that. I haven't ever seen that. You haven't? Oh, man. No, and I mean, mean, I've um, watched clips of... (laughs) 
I've probably seen all of it, yeah, but not, not in order. order. Yeah. 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 Phil, uh, Philip, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, that's one of his early roles, is just a, a small role in that. But Al Pacino. I, that, I mean, Al Pacino in that movie was so awesome, but then he was basically playing that role in it, like for five or six years in all of his well, movies after that. Do you think his career went downhill? Not so. I mean, he. he like an actor of that stature is just. He's gonna take whatever role he wants he's right. doing whatever he wants but right. was he like yeah i mean he did heat after that right and he you know he he did a lot but he he didn't you know that definitely was a peak for right. him i think uh, a, a late career peak right. peak i mean he had uh and scarface like, before that let's get this straight okay <laughs> while heat is a great movie there's no real acting in it. No. <laughs> De Niro isn't acting. Like, yeah. Al Pacino isn't acting. But like, it's... I mean, we loved it because it was like, holy shit, this is awesome. Yeah. Like, Val or Pacino, yeah. De Niro, it's great action, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But you know, I've watched it since, and it's still good. But when you, you know, break it down, there's all these great actors. Eh, yeah, I, I do remember that the scene in the at the table in like the diner or restaurant or something between Pacino and De Niro. I do remember thinking that was really good. Cause Intent, it's, it's right. more of a quiet scene, right, you know, right. in there. But yeah, that's another one I should go back and watch. I haven't seen that one for, for quite a while either. So, all right, well, I'm not, so I won't do no, uh, Thanksgiving movies. I was thinking about, it's funny though, because I thought about like doing film noir movies and I was like, I should have a month where I just like watch old film noir movies, like just these, like um, uh, Double Indemnity is one of my favorite movies ever from nineteen, I don't know, forty something. Um, and there's so many good film noir movies. And then I was on the Criterion Channel, which is fucking awesome, and they have this thing called Noir Noir Vember, where they show noir films throughout november and i was just like exactly what i was thinking me and criterion channel same page there man right all right so let's let's wind it down with some devastating news that you discovered the other night so this isn't official because i haven't heard shit yet well i will say it's confirmed at the gas station too on okay on maine and kennedy all right there you go so I went into Strax last Friday to pick up a few groceries and some Lang Ice. And as our listeners know, Lang Ice is the bomb. <laughs> so I am at the register and I look over and the cooler is changed to home shitty ice. <laughs> and... My heart dropped. I got a pit in my stomach, and I'm like, what the fuck is Strax thinking? <laughs> so while the cashier is checking me out, okay, I see a manager who comes, like, strolling past the register. He can tell that you're distraught. <laughs> and I go, hey, man, why are you... 
what's up with the home city ice here? I go, did you guys change contracts? And he uh, goes, no. Home city bought Lang Ice. What? Home. This is home just city. another example of like. No, I'm not really sure who who I'm pissed off at. Lang <laughs> Ice has 95 years plus in the ice industry. Home shitty is just like spreading <laughs> bullshit across the region. It is it, it's fucking crap. But it's everywhere. That is the like Wal- the Walmart of ice. It's just like <laughs> people fucking realize it. Home city, it's just what I have access to. I'm going to fucking buy it. It has to be good. It's everywhere. But it's total shit. So he um tells me they bought out Ling a few months ago and they had to like wrap up the contract uh, um, until they changed coolers. So I go, well, that isn't good. (laughs) And the guy goes, this is how powerful Ling Ice is. He goes, I really hope they don't change how they make ice because I can't stand those ice chips. It has to be that cylinder ice. So this guy knows. He's an ice connoisseur as well. Yes. (laughs) So it's not just me. It's just not some random asshole on this podcast (laughs) that has this ice preference. So I've been, I did all this research. I couldn't find any press release or whatever not not that people give a shit i care i thought about calling lang but i have a real job and i have fucking time but no i really shouldn't call them but what i'm hoping like what so lang ice uh moved to hammond i believe in like 2006 to 2008 it was relatively recently why would you buy this company and like get rid of the real equipment that makes great ice to put in your crap are they gonna run two products are they gonna say okay because Lang Ice does that Lang Ice in uh in the chicago area okay and out of their like chicago factory they have their cylinder ice they have classic cubes and other like uh like a chunk ice or so are they gonna do that are they saying okay we'll fucking buy you guys and then get our ice portfolio a little bit larger (laughs) instead of spreading total bullshit that melts in three seconds maybe we can um spreading total bullshit keep the real ice going okay and then get large cubes and whatever else so why waste all that machinery or maybe i'm thinking about it too hard i mean maybe home shitty has capabilities to make this other other ice but they just say 
Why do that when our shit sells? Maybe they're going to replace all of home shitty with the laying ice technique. And you're going to stop calling it home shitty. And it's going to be home city, the beautiful cylinder ice. Well, well, if that happens, then this podcast will be sponsored by home <laughs> shitty ice but until then i'm not gonna fucking advocate for either one until i find out what happens but i'll tell you what i've been going on a rampage my <laughs> goddamn garage freezer is jammed with a bunch of fucking laying ice well all i've got in my freezer is uh some black bean burgers and lima beans so if, right. you, want, if you want me to stock up i can uh Absolutely. So I don't think we talked about this at all, but like, so last July, I tested positive for COVID. Somehow, <laughs> I'm really not sure. I, I got 10 days off of work yeah. and it was a 10 day, 10 day vacation. <laughs> I was fucking working out, playing guitar like fucking six hours a day. And <laughs> No, fortunately, I was okay. I had no symptoms at all. But there were some people I um, notified that I tested positive because I was um, around them. They got tested. They were okay. Um, But I texted Brett and told him, he's like, hey, man, do you you need anything? (laughs) Because while I felt okay, I did quarantine. I fucking didn't yep. go anywhere. I did go outside on the trail, rode my bike and walked. But I didn't enter any business. And I told him, hey, man, can you get me some laying ice? I didn't give a fuck about anything else. But I was worried I was going to run out of ice. So he did hook me up with that. So hopefully, you know, we'll find out whether um, the... The laying ice in in um, production mm-hmm. lives on, so hopefully, but but I'm not gonna say shit till then. All right, stay tuned. We'll have we'll have a laying ice update when we can, and uh, and and we'll have another more later episode when we can too. Uh, until then, uh, happy Halloween and thanks for listening. And uh, check us out soon. Bye-bye.